This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day. Welcome back to Manifest Mindset. Um, how's everything going, Nick? How, how's uh, your week been going? Bob, it's been great. Um, man, there's been a, a lot happening for sure. There's been a lot on the mind. Um, but most of all, it's been an exciting time in the clinic and just, just around Texas here and everything. Um, yeah, it's been fantastic. What about you? Perfect. Currently, um, right now, my neighbor's house is, is on fire. <laughs> um, Your neighbor's house is on fire? Yeah, <laughs> right now. Oh, speaking. my goodness. Um, and there's fire trucks and fire police cars all around me, but it's okay. Because um, I, I think they're going to get it settled. Um, but, but, yeah. So far, this well, I, I, I hope I hope everybody's okay. Hope there's nothing uh terribly serious with their lives at risk or anything. Yeah, no, it's uh it's weird. I, I looked outside and there was smoke everywhere, and uh, yeah, but I think it's gonna get settled soon. So, um, yeah, um, that's great to hear, Nick. Uh, I think you're you're almost approaching the end, and it's it, it must be an exciting time too. I know we talked about this a lot too. It is. It's our one week left, Bob. Um, so, you know, today is a Saturday evening afternoon, and next, um, so tomorrow, I'm meeting up with uh, my CI, my mentor, we're playing uh, some racquetball together. Um, oh, wow. He, he, he put a wager down that I have to beat him two out of three to be able to pass my clinical, so the pressure <laughs> is uh, the pressure is really on. Have you ever played racquetball? I, I have. So, I played when I was, like, a young kid just messing around with the local YMCA. And then I've actually played with my CI three uh, three different times, so we've been playing a little bit. So uh, he certainly he has the upper hand on me, so it's going to be a, a uphill battle. But Bob, I am uh, taking semantics and logistics into my favor. So what he said was I have to beat him in two out of three for me to pass the clinical. Thankfully, he did not say if I lose to him two out of three, I fail the clinical. So I'm just going to keep playing until I beat him two out of three in one of the size tests. <laughs> that's uh, that's the way to go. Um... Absolutely. No. Then, then tomorrow evening after that, I'm a, one of my fellow clinicians, colleagues as well, who fantastic guy. He's been out in the field for like 30 years and is a continuing education um, lecturer and presenter and teacher of these kind of manual therapy courses. Um, I've been going to his church for the last few weeks with his son and everything, and we've been playing some good basketball together. So we'll have that tomorrow evening too. That's awesome. So, so Nick, what do you want to talk about today? Bob, that's a fantastic question. <sighs> and normally I have something to pull out, but, uh, you know, to be honest, I don't have it. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do have something. What I'm thinking, so, Bob, I've got some major life decisions coming up about me right now. Yep. And I think what I want to focus on the topic, and we're going to see where this leads, is kind of the things, our values, the things we take into consideration when making these um, choices that are very difficult for us where, you know, it's easy to make a choice where there's a good option and a bad option, right? I mean, to a certain extent, that's hardly even a choice. Yeah. But the real trouble is when it's either two bad options or two really good options. I think that's where the, the struggle lies in. So right now I'm in a situation where I've got a, a couple of really good options at hand right now. I'm trying to figure out exactly what to do. That's, that's a great – I think that's a great topic. And, and, I, and I really, like, um, can – I think put your, myself in your shoes as well. Cause like it's both, it's a uncertain time for both of us. Like you're graduating, you, you could get, you're getting job opportunities. You're getting a 
uh, residency opportunities, and there's lots of good choices, like you mentioned. Uh, but the question becomes, which one, which opportunity do you pick, right? Absolutely. Um, what's your perspective on that? Like, you're in the midst of it right now. What are you thinking? Like, how are you choosing that yourself? So let me tell you a little bit about my situation, Bob. Um, for a long time, we've talked about on this podcast and you and myself as friends about how I am strongly interested in going through with these residency programs and everything. Yeah. Well, and I still am obviously great opportunity to get my OCS, my orthopedic clinical specialist, um, get a lot of advanced training, get mentored from many experts in the field, um, and the specific programs I'm looking at floating through multiple mentors. Um, and it's a year long commitment. There's a ton about that that's extremely appealing. Now, I've also got uh, wind down here that before I leave, I'm likely going to get a job offer at this place I'm working at. Congratulations. And I appreciate that, Bob. Thank you. Um, this place, as far as a group of clinicians, a group of people, is because in my mind, you know, facilities are good and everything, but clinics are made of people. And for the batch of clinicians we have in here, I mean, we're – kind of the nickname of us, uh, we're nicknamed the frat house and everything, and for, uh, for for many good reasons, we're nicknamed the frat house, but as one of the therapists put it, we're, we're so intellectual that sometimes we just have to make a lot of stupid jokes to entertain ourselves, um, but it's, it's truly one of the best clinics that I've ever been a part of, wow, and amazing. For, for, for me in particular, that now I've been exposed to everything, but that's saying something, just a level of um, respect and um, understanding that all these clinicians have is absolutely incredible. And it's been amazing being part of their team for the last 11 weeks and one more week going forward. So that'll be an incredible opportunity. The other thing that's an important factor in this, Bob, is that after about two or three years or so, um, I would be able to complete my fellowship program with them without any fee whatsoever, without paying a dime. Wow. Um, and so that, that's another uh, strong motivating factor as well. And, you know, as I'm – well, I don't want to do all the talking about it. Tell me, tell me kind of your thoughts so far and kind of as you're hearing this out. Yeah, it sounds to me like, like there's two great options. Like one, one thing, the residency, like you always want to do this. You, you knew like right out of school you, you wanted to go to like an ortho residency. On the other side of this coin, you're having this such great experience and you're meeting all these great clinicians, you really fit in with these group of clinicians and, and they're offering you, offering you a great opportunity. Um, and you feel like you don't want to miss out on that. Correct me if I'm wrong. But um, I was listening to this, to this podcast with um, Jeff Moore, which is, he, he's a physical therapist. And, and what he talked about was uh, making decisions, like which decisions do you make when you have all these different options? And, and he, he really talked about going back and making sure that you have like, like a three-year plan and where you want to be in three years, making those decisions based on where you're going to, where you want to be in three years. Um, so if you're, if you want to be like a faculty teaching in three, three-ish years, um, you want to make those decisions based on that. And then I know you personally, you've talked a lot about having long-term goals and having those goals that, and you have, I think a pretty solid, um, idea of where you want to go and, and what kind of clinician you want to be. And I personally feel like both the pat, like both are great opportunities. Both will get you to where you want to be. Um, but, but I personally feel like since you know, like more of a solid plan, like a solid three-year goal of where you want to be, that 
can shape your decision. I don't know if that made any sense, Mick. Yes, it did, Bob. That made a lot of sense. And, you know, when I think of myself three years from now, I think of myself of being a highly trained clinician, spending a lot of time with a, a lot of good mentors, developing my own practice, um, really being a, having a eclectic approach, having an approach that takes in a lot of different schools and fields of thought along the way to help guide my decisions. Um, I want to be somebody involved in mentoring others. I don't want to quit these faculty yet. Um, I want to procrastinate that a little bit, give it some time to get a wealth of experience under, you know, but I do want to start mentoring others along the way and really defining and refining my own practice. And both these opportunities, Bob, will, will get me there. But I also think about, I've always been a fan of giving myself more options, right? Yeah, kind of, of course. Uh, leveraging that for the future. So, so this, I, I, I really like those, that, that goal. Um, and I think it's pretty specific. You want to mentor people. You want to be like uh, an eclectic, is that what you said, an eclectic clinician? Um, yes. Um, but what if, what if we, we made that even more specific? What if we like dug in deep or like, like where do you want to live? Um, what, what kind of clinicians do you want to work with? What kind of environment? Like, like what if we got like real, real specific? You know what Absolutely. I mean, Nick? Oh, Bob, I know exactly what you mean. And that's... Um... There's a a reason why I was actually a little bit vague, and part of that is because I've always told myself, oh, you have a fire truck from the background, and, you know, my uncle's a firefighter, so, hey, got a lot of respect for that stuff. Yep. (laughs) That's right. But anyway, about about getting specific, um, I've always in myself told myself that, you know, the first four or five years of my career, Bob, it's all about chasing the best opportunity for myself to promote my growth. It's not in terms of where I want to be to settle down long term. Um, it might be in an area like that. It might not be. I'm not worried about that. It's about truly where can I get the best mentorship, where can I grow the most. Um, and so for me, the areas I want to focus in, I want to be very skilled, very good with my manual therapy, with the hands-on. But it's not just about that. As you and I both know, we've had numerous conversations about it's about how we interact with the patients. It's about the culture of the community. That's the number one thing for me is can I call my fellow clinicians good friends and people who will, just as you and I, Bob, we work, and there are some days that we're better than others, but in general, we work to hold each other accountable. Can I see my fellow clinicians as people that will hold, that we will hold each other accountable and that we will strive to be better? But then, like I said, to be good friends, joke around, have a great time out there. That's what I want. So the, I'm not worried about the geographical environment in those, like, three- to five-year plans, but I am worried about can I have a culture of excellence that's a ton of fun to be around and continue learning because if you're around me and you're not growing, I don't know what you're doing around me. Yeah. I. It sounds to me like, like what you said. You really want that, that culture, that environment where you have that fulfillment as a as a physical therapist. Um, and, and like you said, that you want to have, like, a broader – a broad amount of opportunities, but the opportunity that you have right now in Texas really fits of where you want to be. Does yeah. that sound correct? Um, yes, it does. Yes. Yeah, so, so, and, and so I guess when kind of, you know, almost across the board, Bob, there's a lot of kind of tie-breaking factors um, for, for a very good reason. It's not, oh, let me settle for mediocrity. No, I've got two great options. Here's what I think of next. I think of kind of the land of opportunity ahead of me. If I come down here in Texas and have a clinic like this, 
as long as it continues to be a clinic of this caliber, this just seems to me as more of a long-term move. A residency is a one-year commitment. Yep. And, you know, I think the reasons why I would be nervous about not, about doing the residency first would be to miss an opportunity like this, to miss an opportunity of being at this specific clinic, which is incredible. However, I know, and that, but that there's a chance I'd miss it. There's a, there's a decent chance I'd miss it. But I do know that if I do that and give this, take the job at that facility, I know that I would miss the residency. I know that I would miss that multiple mentors start a year circulating through. Now, Bob, I've gotten a lot of people say to me that, you know, Nick, I don't know if residency is right for you. I don't know if orthopedic residency is right for you. Um, and, you know, there are some recent rules that are changing along with um, residency and fellowship programs that now, as of uh, the first day of 2020, require you to have your OCS and a certain number of um, time period of clinical practice before entering a fellowship program. Bob, if that wasn't true, if this was a few years ago, I would have just, I would at this point in my life, I probably would have skipped presenting on certain fellowship. Okay. Um, but but uh, either way, that, that, that's not in the cards at the moment. Um, and so as I think about, you know, what, what's the opportunity, what gives me the most leverage and most position, I am I am leaning towards the residency a little bit more. Okay. Um, I so I was once talking to 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 one of our, both of our mentors. Um, so so Jason Cherry basically, we were talking about opportunities and and picking and choosing which one should like which opportunity should should I focus on, right? This was like a year back, and and he told me that life is never short of opportunities. Like there's always uh, an abundance of opportunities. Um, that that just always comes by, and, and you you feel like you're, you're missing one great opportunity, but in turn that opens a door up to another opportunity, which opens up a door to another opportunity, um, and and then that cycle just goes on and on and on. Um, and I think what when there's two great decisions personally, uh, which to, to which one for us to pick, um, it it becomes it becomes scary because there's this uncertainty of if I choose this, will I miss this? Or if I choose that, will I miss this? And right. and I think that that's what I'm hearing for, from from this conversation right now. Correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I think like you said, like our 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 mantra um, for this podcast is, is basically when you're driving, which which direction do you go? You just go straight, right? And then yeah. you just you just don't you go straight. And, 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 and you, you commit 100 percent. And Bob, it, as you say, I'm very blessed to be in this moment with this decision. Um, I can't lose. I can truly not lose. And so the only way I can lose is by one, I get in my own way, I shoot myself in the foot, I trip myself. And the only way I can do that is by being in one place and wishing I was in the other. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. <laughs> that's exactly it. I, I think if if somebody like us can realize that, that, that brings tremendous power to, to like your mindset and your ability to, to move forward. And and I think you do a really great job at that, Nick. I, I appreciate that, Bob. And I want to kind of reach out to, you know, all of our listeners out there and help them understand that it wasn't just like, huh, I'm in a dilemma. Let me talk to Bob out loud about this for 10 minutes and I'll solve all my issues. No, it's once I was getting this kind of figured out and everything, I was talking to multiple people who I value, um, multiple people in this health science field, multiple people who know me very well, um, many people who are involved in the programs I'm interested in 
talk to them about specifics. And to a certain extent, I've been doing that all summer, trying to figure that out and getting their feedback. And so a lot of it is talking to people who know me about, okay, one, let's gather all the facts, let's gather all the information. And then from there, I'm going to tell you what I think. I want, then I'm asking you, what is your brutal, honest opinion about what we were talking about here? I want, I want your true, unfiltered opinion of what you think about me, what you think about me in this opportunity. Yeah. I, are, are you asking me or, or are you saying that as like a generalized statement? Oh, I was more saying that as a generalized statement. I yeah, feel like I've yeah. already gotten your, your opinion on it, Bob. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really provide – I think my opinion was just no matter what you choose, there's always another opportunity or they're all, they're all good opportunities and whatever you choose, you're going to win no matter what. Absolutely, absolutely. And if I you're think, holding the best – yeah. I think that's a key, Bob, is as we and all our listeners go through life, sometimes there'll be decisions that aren't, that aren't quite as easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but – there are less negative consequences. We might have decisions that have more negative consequences. I think we have to have the mindset that if we choose something and truly commit, we cannot lose. Yeah, you just have to go 100% with it. Absolutely. Um, I think um, another topic that really blends into this is, is this whole idea of like um, ch- chasing money for your profession rather than chasing uh, actual fulfillment and actual happiness. I love it, Bob. I love it. I, I don't know if you ever thought about this yourself. I, I'm sure, like, you personally, from our conversation, this sounds like you're chasing that clinical excellence that really could provide you the fulfillment of helping patients to the fullest capability that you're able to do. No, Bob, I'm here to suck every penny out of everybody. No, I'm kidding. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Not a chance. Um, and I have thought about this a lot, and I've thought about it in the context of what I've heard from my fellow classmates, what I've heard from um, other aspiring CBPTs, other people in the field, and, what I, and people who have had concerns about this, who have really raised, who have not been, some people are very stark on one side or the other, but many younger um, people, your your younger Bob that have talked to me have said, you know, I really value this, that, and the other thing. They have in one hand, I value this, and the other hand, I say, but this has a little bit more money here. You know, how do I, how do I weigh that in? And Bob, guess what I've always said to people? What do you always say? If you follow your passion, the money will follow. If you follow your follow, passion, the money will follow. Follow your passion, the money will follow. You go for fulfillment, you go through that satisfaction, you go through what you are good at in that, the money will follow. Chase your dreams, the money will follow. And I, I truly believe that it may not be as you envisioned it. It might not be right away. There might be some delay in there. The money will follow. I agree. I agree. I, I think that that is, that, is, that is a very, like, I, I don't know if stoic is the right word, um, but it, but it's a very, like, powerful way of thinking. Um, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll roll with it, Paul. We're, we'll roll with it, Bob. And, you know, the other way I think about it, too, is that, There are people in every profession who are space fillers. They, and it's not bad to have these one or two of these people on your staff, even as a PT. They show up, they do, they clock in, they do their job, they do, they do a good job, you know, nothing outstanding, but they clock in, they do their job, they treat their patients, and they're out. 
and that's your life, that's your day, and there's nothing wrong with that. But then you got the people with drive and ambition and fulfillment, and you can taste that there's a, a, a zealousness, a zeal, a development. You can taste that. Hey, there's something, there's something more to this individual. And Bob's saying that's what I want. Yeah, you want to be that, that driven, ferocious clinician that's always trying to, to grow and, and learn and become the, the best version. The mission, Bob, no matter how you go about it, in my perspective, and this is true for me and I believe it's true for many others, whether you acknowledge it or not, is no matter what field you're involved in, what you do, your professional or personal life, the mission is to live your life with the fullest vitality you can. That's it. With the fullest vitality that you can. I, I think I, an example of that, um, I think, personally, is like when when you go back to that first example of, of the person just clocking in and clocking out and then going home and, and doing whatever, watching TV or whatever, um, I, I think – a big question that, that pops into their mind is like, is there all there is to life? Is, right. is that all there is to life? Um, whereas the other, the other side of the coin where, where you talk about living, living your passion, your, your job or your occupation or whatever you do with, with vitality. I think that question doesn't really, really occur because you're, you're always aiming for more. You're always trying to grow. You're always trying to find that fulfillment or uh, keep that fulfillment. And I, I, I yeah, that, that's 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 great. I completely agree, Bob. And there, there's a vibration, there's an essence, there's an energy to those people where you know the question is there. But the question is there and they're asking the question because they're constantly seeking the answer. It's not, you know, like the first person, like you said, like is there more like wondering, oh, my gosh, is this, is this all there is to life? Like this is so dull and dreary. No. They're asking, is there more as in, what is that next piece of hunger that I can fulfill in myself? Yes. All right. It's really, uh, it's really blowing up here now. There's like five or six different fire trucks here. <laughs> um, oh man. But I, I, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, but I think this is also a great place to end it. Live life, live whatever you're passionate about, live your occupation, your, your personal life with vitality going full force. And if you have two great des- decisions, Pick one, go 100%, and you know it, it will it will bring you vitality. Absolutely. And that's, that, that's, that's the biggest mistake people make, Bob, is, is not living fully in the moment and saying, what if, what if, should have, could have, would have. Should have, could have, would have is an infectious, nasty, and gnarly disease that we are not meant to possess for any length of time. That, that's great. That's uh, that that gave me chills down my down my spine. Um, I really I really. Oh, gee, but you better take your flu shot. Thanks. That's bad news, Bob. <laughs> All right, man. So if I were just to, to catch up from last week, last week we talked about just me uh, posting something on on my on my Facebook for uh, my mom's business. So I did that. I posted I posted a blog post, um, and I think I want to do another one for for this upcoming week. Nice. And I think that will be my goal. Um, all right, Bob, before, before we get out of here, what was the topic of that blog post about? So it was about just pain and how acupuncture – so it, it was like the meridians, an introduction to the meridians and then how it can affect pain. Um, awesome. I asked, I asked my mom a little bit about it, and then she gave me a topic, and we just talked about it, and we just, we just jammed. Love it. Love it, dude. Great work, Bob. All right. Perfect. 
All right, next. So I will see you next time then. All right. Take care, my good friend.